0: You know, if only Romeo had not been smitten by Juliet, if only he had looked at her and said, walked away, and there's no It's, um, it's not like a page turner, I don't think. And so, the shape there has to make a problem. There has to be a, a big conflict to overcome. And the conflict is these two families need each other. And these two young people love each other. That's the, that's the, that's the problem. That the conflict to be resolved. That's what the whole story seeks to try to do. Aristotle, 350 years before the birth of Jesus, wrote that, that every The Bible is one big story. It's not a bunch of little stories that are kind of conveniently collected around the people of Israel. It is one big story about humanity. And we've got a good bit of it right here in these lessons uh, that we read today. Um, We're missing the conflict, but we know the conflict, don't we? There's creation. Creation is perfect. Genesis chapter one and two, get it, get it. And we find these two stories of creation that are very similar and dissimilar at the same time. Genesis chapter one, God is very transcendent, very apart from creation. God speaks, and God said, and there was, and it was good. And God said, and there be, and there was, and it was good. God is Just simply says the word, as if I could just simply say. It. Those doors be open, and they can fling open, you know, and, and it happens. Really it would be really amazing when we we'll would all be struck by that. But, um, it, but God does observe whether he or his. In have chapter 2, what happens, though? God gives down his observers. And he takes and he forms the man, right? And then he brings him And he breathes into him the very breath of life. This face-to-face intimacy. My uh, uh, dear, dear, I don't know if this said you know, it's face to face. Different Genesis two than Genesis one, but both stories tell us that God creates the universe, creates all that there is. He puts humanity up on top of it, and it's all very. One prohibition. Something things you can do, but just one thing you cannot do. This tree may not eat from the fruit of this tree. But of course, you can restore the they do, right? Uh, the serpent began the God, a woman. She sees that the food is good for food, is desirable to make one wise, and so she takes the food and she eats it, and she gives some to her husband who was. It says in the text, she ate some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. And then, and only then, where their eyes open they knew that they were naked and they were ashamed. They hid themselves. That's the problem. Right? And we find out that this uh, this thing that they did, this sin, it infects them. infected by this disease, um, that we all have this problem of sin. And it's not a thing, it's not like, um, it's not like this, it's a, a tangent thing, there's nothing inside of, of humanity that is, you know, sin, so that we can, you know, if you had the right kind of surgeon to remove it, sin is the absence of a good. Imagine a pie, a perfectly little pie. <laughs> I'm thinking about pie these days it's a lot because there's a lot of pie. They big pie, and, and then somebody speaks and they take a piece before the guests come. I don't know that. Yeah, but it's, it's it's what's missing. That's that's what sin is. There's a goodness in humanity that's missing. It's not. It's the thing that makes somebody who's uh, an alcoholic long to drink, who's a gambler who wants to gamble, who's selfish and wants to be selfish. You know, it's the thing that we know is so wrong because we still can't stop ourselves from doing it. We know, oh, this is not good for me. Do it anyway. That's the conflict. These lessons then are the answer. Beginning with Abraham. God calls Abraham. Abraham is God's solution to the problem of sin. He is going to begin with death. Did you hear it? Go for your name. Go for your name. And through you through your descendants, all the peoples of the earth be blessed. We find out of the area of 75 years old with, with any hazard of the children. i do not any 75 years old, 75 year olds in here today with any kind of children. But if you are, we you know you're a free. 75 years of children. And God promises them children. David, through you, I will build a dynasty. Do you know how long that dynasty is going to last? Forever. It's going to go forth forever. Then you, David, what if you building a house? I'm going to build you a house. Not a house made out of wood or brick or stone, but a dynasty. A kingdom that's going to go forth forever. And it's going to happen. I love that. The child is going be born there. Who will be from old, from ancient days? You, Bethlehem, at the time. You are going to bring forth this child. Isaiah looks forward into the future, and he sees what this day is going to be like. When this child of David comes, when his kingdom is fully established, he's going to be one of the peace. An ox and a bear are going to be grazing out of the field. Children, pick up snakes. They'll have no fear now. Whether Isaiah means that literally, I'm not sure. I think Isaiah is a great poet. The point is, it's going to be a time in peace, looking forward to a time when all the creation is kind of put back together the way it should have been from the beginning. This is what Isaiah sees, and, and then we move forward into time, and it begins to happen in Luke, Bethlehem. This family who lives in Athens, has to go to Bethlehem because the government is forced them to do it. And when they go to Bethlehem, they're going to have their child at home. Thank you very much. When they get moved out by the will of the and they wind up in Bethlehem. The human of is And the captain, when all the shepherds come, and they see it. They hear it. But we also see God at work doing something. And all of a sudden, we have this pivot point. Things are turning. We have resolutions starting to happen. This is going to be okay. We still have a lot to go. We have good Friday, we? we? have Easter. Resurrection. We have ascension. And we have one more big event that we're caught between, between ascension and return. That second advent when Christ shall return. And the end of the story, or the rest of the story, as Paul Barry would say, will be written. Will we go forth into eternity as God's people in peace? One of the problems I think we have in the Bible is that it's so big, we get lost in in so many parts of it, and we miss this big story. That God is at work in the world, saving and bringing back his whole creation. Season, we can celebrate that pivot, that, that coming back, that con- that.